You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. All right, we are now two weeks away from the Oscars. The anticipation. And I, I can't actually believe how well I'm doing with actually seeing Oscar movies this year. I'm way ahead of where I thought I was. Oh, good. So you won't be scrambling. No, I, no, because after, after this, so I just saw Ford v. Ferrari or Versus or whatever. It's, I would say the title I would is v. pronounce it Versus. I know, but Bat, Batman v. Superman was V. Like it wasn't versus, it was V. They just it was like Batman v Superman was the name that's of the movie. Literally, and that's yeah, how you said it. Yeah, and that's how people say it. And same with Ferrari, like it's a V instead of a VS. Which I again, I don't get. Why wouldn't you just put versus? Is that? I mean, maybe this is a grammar lesson. I just assume it's Ford versus. Ferrari. I would assume that too, but but it wasn't Batman versus Superman. Even though it's supposed to be. It looks like the Roman numeral yeah. five. Yeah. So again, we gotta call up Hollywood, Mike. I just With I don't our... understand why. What's wrong? Like, is there something that some marketing department told them? Like, people won't understand if you put VS. But I'm even more confused by them just putting. I know, me too. Because like Ford v Ferrari is that the name of the movie or is it versus? Like, I don't I'll know. Be honest, I haven't heard anyone really. I actually heard anyone say it either. Say it a lot. I'm thinking when, when it first came out, the radio station I listened to, um, Big FM, was having a contest so you could win tickets yeah. to go to the movie. And I think they were saying Ford versus. Oh. But again, they may have just. Just They could have that? been saying it wrong. Yeah. It's very strange because I definitely remember when Batman v Superman came out, the title of the movie was Batman v Superman. And like in promotional stuff people Batman v Superman well the original comic was Batman versus Superman but again they they changed it I don't for some reason I don't know why but anyway um, the point of me saying that was after seeing that movie I started to go through and like all the nominations and yeah. now I've seen all the best pictures except for two and for the other nominations, like I'm doing pretty well. Like I still have to see Parasite, and I still have to see Jojo Rabbit. Have you in seen terms Bombshell? of, I, I have seen, I have not seen Bombshell. Yeah, that's one of the other ones I haven't seen. So Bombshell. But other than that, most of the other movies now that have received right. nomination, I have now seen. Um, I think Bombshell's now at the screening room, right? I think it just opened at the screening yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Same so, weekend, just just this weekend. Just this past weekend, yeah. yeah. So that maybe that'll be the movie that I see this week um, for for next week's show, yeah. and then that will take care of that one. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing actually quite well getting there. So I'm I'm pretty excited to to see this year's Oscars because I I think I might see every single movie which is sometimes I miss one or two like there's always one yeah. or two that I but I might get there I might actually do it I'm not a I'm not one of those people that has to see all no. the Oscars no. not many people are really okay I thought I was the only no, one in the world who does this common mm. than you think like my friend Val and Nick mm-hmm. um every year they make a point of seeing every single Oscar movie and they're like normal human beings. That's great. They're not weird. They're normal. Like yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not like us. They're <laughs> they're typical human beings. Yeah, they're, you know, they have lives and jobs, and, and they're married to each other. Mm. So, anyways, uh, I don't. I think it's actually more common than not that people 
even though they may be like casual movie mm. fans, I think the people it's kind of fun, right? It's like it is fun. I find it fun. It's like a competition to see how many you can see and then watch the Oscars and everything. So. Yeah, and and now that you know with this show the, the we've got our Oscars contest that's now up yes. and that that also adds to it. So I I announced last week that we'd be releasing it later in the week and it has been released. We've already mm-hmm. had some some people sign up for it. So go to Screening in Kingston's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page and you'll find the information. Have you thought of the prize? No, I haven't thought of the prize yet. I, I think we're going to for sure go with the producing a show. Right. And this time I'm going to pick a date to okay. make it easier. So uh, for the for sure, one of the prizes will be first place gets to produce their own show. And I picked one of the late February shows right. in and around a time where normally there's still a lull. Because once you get into March – Big movies start opening mm-hmm. again, but one of the things and I you guys aren't important enough to review the big well, movies. Well, y- y- you are, but we're busy. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I I just realized is you today will be reviewing our first movie of 2020. It's true, like uh, not even one of those. Oh, it came out in 2019, no, and this somehow is, this will be the first screening in Kingston. Did you double review. check though? Because has I did. it come out in British markets? Um, I don't know about that, but in, in terms of American markets and availability for Oscars and that type it's, of thing, it's, it's a, 2020. a 2020 movie. It's a 2020 release date movie, that which means that's the first one of this year. Like all, So far, we haven't done that. We're already at the end of January. But that shows you how bad the movies are right now because like, <laughs> there's yeah, not much out know. there to review. There's I not much. I couldn't tell you. Aside from the stuff that's coming to the screening room for the Oscars, I don't know what's coming out. Well, and, and to be fair, that's kind of the focus right now. That is kind of what I'm are focusing up. on. Yeah. Hey, when I was at... Um, um, when I was at my, the movie theater this weekend, I saw a trailer for Just Mercy. You did? Yeah. So you finally seen the trailer? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a real movie. And I'm telling you, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. <laughs> That's what people have said. Like that. I mean, I've I've only I, I haven't sit, sat down and watched it yet, but people have said, oh, it's a pretty good movie. Pretty fun. You know, I has mean, a lot of heart. Like, it could it could run the risk of maybe being a little melodramatic yes like yeah, the way the could, trailer was sure. edited it could very much be yeah. like to kill a mockingbird yeah, yeah yeah if like not handled but um it looks interesting and two like great actors so it's just interesting that yeah, it, and, uh, that fan question was very interesting because it did kind of fly under the radar i think brie larson's in it yes she is yeah yeah, yeah. she has like a southern twang yeah. She's a little law clerk yeah <laughs> 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 still to this day there's nothing i Think about. Well, I'm gonna change what I was gonna say. There, I don't. I think about it more than I should, but I still am so bothered by people's reaction, saying that Brie Larson isn't like pretty enough. J- you know, just I in general, she's, a woman. she's just like not like the around the whole like Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel versus uh, Wonder Woman. People were saying, well, I liked Captain Marvel more because Brie Larson is uh, more like accessible woman because she's not beautiful. And so there, I don't know. The people I've heard this from at least five different women who have said that like Gal Gadot's like a goddess, and then Brie Larson like. like and, and see, Gal doesn't do it for me. But see, the thing is, is that and the point I made and I got in a lot of trouble and, and all five of, of these uh, individuals were very mad at me when I said this. I was like, Brie Larson's like more attractive than the average person. Like, like you can't like maybe Brie Larson is not like the most attractive woman in Hollywood ever, but she's still pretty. Like, I don't under, like I, I was like, I don't get what people were saying. I mean, I get it in the sense that 
she is I would agree that she's accessible in the fact that her looks are she's not the most beautiful woman in the world but yeah I would but still does consider that matter? her I would still consider her pretty but I just what I do, what I didn't understand coming from a perspective of a relatively like naive person who believes that you know you you look at a person and you take their whole it's not about the surface stuff I don't understand what why people think it's it's not why people think it's okay to say well this person is, is too pretty and that being this a problem like oh like gal gadot is not accessible because she's too now, pretty I don't like i don't to, understand what that means i don't want to get in trouble especially with you know the nickies of the world who accuse us of being sexist oh no I'll tell you i don't care um, i would say <laughs> Do in, it. It, this is and this is not a I'm not doing blanket statements. I'm saying in my experience yeah. as a woman, yeah. other women sometimes are threatened by those like supermodels. Sure. And so like as just like normal women trying to go about our lives. I see. We do relate more to the women who look like us okay. as opposed to like okay. the Angelina Jolie's. And no, the... and I'm asking because I'm I'm honestly asking. So, so you're, was... I'm prompting you in this line of questioning. So Nikki could get mad at me if she wants. So that would be just like in my, like my personal opinion, probably why those women identify more. And maybe you can ask these five different women to write in and correct me if I'm wrong. But my <laughs> thinking is that, you know, I'd rather see someone closer to my looks on screen than have like this supermodel play like mm. a normal right it's like when they slap a pair of glasses on a supermodel and they're like she's a nerd gotcha. and then they take the glasses off yeah and it's like, yeah, yeah no she yeah. was never a annoying. nerd she yeah. was always a supermodel yeah <laughs> like, no and i mean l- listen it's hollywood it, 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 you in order to be successful in this business you have to look look a certain way and i think that like that's sort of an accepted difference between movies and and plays on Broadway, it's different. But you know, you can, you can be still, ugly and very talented on that's, Broadway. No, and that's very true. And there's some fantastic <laughs> actors who will never, just because of the way they look, will never make it to Hollywood, but still get a lot of accolades and attention on, yeah. on you know the small screen or or in a theater. But that I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean someone's not talented, and it doesn't really. Mean, I mean, like Margot Robbie's very pretty, but she's also a very very good actor. And I, what I don't understand is how, how someone would – I mean you're putting it in a context that, that I'm, I get what you're saying. I guess I just can't relate. I don't think there would ever be a scenario where like men I would feel threatened have, by a guy. But men don't have to compete. And this is again like a kind of more of a sociological mm-hmm. um, patriarchy argument that men aren't pitted against each other the same way that women are pitted against each other. So like women often feel like they're in competition Mm -hmm. with other women because of the system we live within. And oftentimes how we're able to compete is through our looks. So that's why like a Gal Gadot or whatever is, you know, society has told us that she has more worth as a beautiful person right. than we do as like quote unquote normal looking people. Right. So that's why I would say you can't relate because you don't live in a, you live in the same system as us, but you have advantages that women don't. For sure. Have. And it's a completely different, even though it's the same system, it's like a completely different way of navigating It's rigged in your favor yeah. as opposed sure. to yeah. <laughs> No, that's lady. true. No, so no, that's what very true. Oftentimes women, it's the same with, and again, this is just like, you know, like, 
my personal opinion based on like my own lived experience so you know I'm not quoting like any feminist authors but essentially like that's why sometimes you see that language of women like judging like overly Mm. promiscuous women right even though we should be supporting her we're pitted in a society that makes us think oh she's slutty she's not playing the game right oh, so I that's see. what do you know what i'm trying to say no I, I do know what you're trying to women say women are yeah. like oh she's so beautiful she must be a bimbo like women yeah. are actually much harder on each other than men are on us but it's because of the system we live within oh, we've been told that our worth is like our sexuality and our looks right so when we see women leveraging it in a way that we can't you know that's what i would that's that is how I would personally, with my academic and personal mm. life story, would break down the Gal Gadot versus Brie Larson. No, and, and you're making you're making a lot of sense because I mean a lot of things that that happen to us personally usually come from a place of either insecurity or feeling mm-hmm. threatened or feeling like you have to meet an expectation that you can't meet. So all those make perfect sense to me, the way the way you're yeah. framing it. Um, yeah, it, it always it did strike me as odd that I, I don't know, I guess I guess I just took it in a way of like why why are why are people saying that Brie Larson is so much more unattractive than Gal Gadot that it's less threatening. Like that's but my also point was society like society has told us yeah, that, that Brie she's Larson the, yeah, yeah. is not and in Captain Marvel. Right. They kind of make her well, not dumpy. No, but, but she's like a like, tomboy yes. kind of in Captain Marvel. Like the character is more like a tomboy, yeah. kind of traditional tomboy. So like we can say, yeah. Yeah. okay, well, when you compare Brie Larson to Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot is considered like society has told us she is more beautiful because yeah. she is the long. She's also playing an Amazon, but anyway. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> but again, like that's. Again, we it's live a within a society it, that right? has signs yeah. and symbols yeah. and little girls are taught from. Yeah. Before we can talk, that women should look this way. Right. And so, you know, Brie Larson isn't looking that way. So we can focus on her other assets, like yeah. her intellect and right. her. So, anyways, that would be my very like intro to gender studies 101. And when, it, no, and that's, that's very, and when I was, um, when I was doing some shopping um, for Christmas this year, um, I've, I saw that they've, they've come out with whole new lines of Barbies that are different. Yes. Uh, different sizes and different things. So I guess that's. I think there's a Barbie now, that. even in a wheelchair. Okay. Yeah. So is yeah. that that's they're trying to combat this at different it's levels. The, uh, it's the rep- it's So everything comes down to representation, hmm. right? But yeah, yes. the, it's it's like a women have been taught to to essentially hate ourselves. So ah. even though like wow. that's why like I don't mean every, to laugh. I'm just like I'm, I'm just, every you know, commercial for yeah. a woman is like. Yeah. You need to wax your legs, shave your armpits. Mm. Like all the commercials geared towards women are about how we can modify right. our bodies. Yeah. Whereas men, it's like slap some, slap on some deodorant and go drive a car. Not to say that, <laughs> I mean, society has been negative towards men as well. Well, just in different ways, though. Yeah. Well, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't think society has been negative towards men in this physical way like we're yeah. talking about that they are with women not not in that way it's in di- it show it shows in different ways yes um but no i i get i get exactly what you're saying and that definitely does reframe the argument yeah so that's why i think those women were like oh she's ugly when really like she's normal looking but we've been taught to think that is ugly so guess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> here anyway it's funny because like here here i was like having like i have movie discussions with people all the time right and here i am like 
arguing with women for like no reason about like Brie Larson's level of attractiveness when like I don't care. Like I yeah. just don't care. But I thought it was like just a weird comment as to why you would like a movie. So so honestly, my comeback was like, what are you talking about? She's pretty. I think I told one person and it's fine. They don't listen to the show. So I can I can say this. But one person was like going on and on kind of right. about this. And I said, well, she's prettier than anyone in Kingston. And then like walked that away. That made it even yeah. worse. And I mean, it's so much worse. And I was just like, but yeah, the way you're you're tell- you're framing the argument makes a, a lot more sense. I just didn't look at it yeah. from that way. Every day women have to negotiate. Mm how we see ourselves in right. relation to other right. women. And hey that and I that's something that like even though I'm a guy I can relate to that it it starts with the self yeah. and the battle with oneself and then event, and then if you go out in the world and there's still more of that battle yeah then that's that's something that makes it Again I was just looking at them as two actors being like I don't like these two movies are very different and but comparing these movies the, the life is political. Yeah. Mike some we have to we don't always get into this but this is my my own historical background. We don't experience art or culture in a vacuum. No. So even we though, really yeah, don't. you're just like, oh, it's two actresses. But with a woman viewing that, mm. we bring all of our lived experiences. For sure. Whether or not, and everyone does this, subconscious or either, whether you're aware of it or not, we bring all of our lived experiences, all of our baggage, all of our politics mm-hmm. when we view film. Oh, well, that's that's what makes art so interesting and subjective. Yeah. And that to kind of bring it back to kind of the Oscars, that to me is, is why judging art becomes tough because it is so subjective. You can't really pick best art, which is why I've always looked at the words of achievements in this. Like it's an achievement in directing. It's an achievement in picture, but you're not, you can't, I don't think you can really say best because of exactly what you're saying. Everyone comes to it with such different viewpoints. And because we don't live in a vacuum, sometimes certain movies are very much a product of the time. So get, take the Joker as an example. Someone right. else, I will credit someone else with this because they said this to me and I went, oh, wow, like a light went off. The Joker is the most 2019, 20s oh, movies sure. in existence. It's a it's based on a Batman character, but it's a grim look. It's like all one tone. Reddit. It, yeah, Reddit. It, it's, it's all about, it's all, when you look back on it, if you're like, okay, like what was it like to live in the, in the 2010s? The Joker. Yeah. That's what it was like because it's just like Twitter. It's just like all these things we have. It's so political. It's 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 like it's dirty and it's grungy and it's but it's a Batman character. Like it's an mm-hmm. IP that existed before. And it and when the that person said that, I went, oh, now it makes sense. Now I get but it. But also that <laughs> that problem of represent representation is so important when we talk about the Oscars For because. Sure. When you look at the breakdown of who's doing the voting, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's changed in recent years, but typically it's largely white elderly people. It's, so it's gotten a little bit better. Like it's changing slowly. Right. But to add on to that, there's the, the second problem actually is the system they use to vote. They use this very obscure system of of percentages and they they everyone has to see everything as opposed to creating like juries for certain categories so yeah like a lot of the voters are still 
older white men who are so old, like in their like 80s, and not, not saying you can't be functional at that age, but it's hard to go see this amount of movies. And even when they're sent screeners and stuff, like it's hard to like navigate everything and remember everything. So I think the system's also failing too. It's not just the representation, which is obviously step one, and they're improving it as they go. They've they also die off. They've also set up a system that's like, even if I, if I was one of those people voting, I'd have a hard time. Like I, we're just talking about now. It's when it, when are the Oscars? Two weeks. So voting needed to be in a month ago. I hadn't seen every movie. Like so, sometimes you vote with mass appeal. It's like, right. oh, I recognize this. Yeah, person. I know this. Actor. I know my friend's gonna vote for this, so I'll I'll go with their thing. And that's where you get into another problem too, because. There's not a there's not enough diversity and b there's no there's no way to get other voices in because you've got the system set up where everyone sees everything as opposed to why don't they set up juries okay this group of people like will I see this cans yeah exactly cans, and that would whatever. I think that would also get more people involved but yeah it's it's improving slowly probably not fast enough oh no there's no way um, and even uh, even the the Golden Globes who I who they're they're voting their Hollywood foreign press. Is has expanded their membership quite quite a bit in the past couple of years, but still you kind of get these systematic problems of you know the, too many groups and groupthink starts to happen. But if you have more unique voices, groupthink doesn't happen. Right. So yeah, it's slowly changing, but we're not there yet. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting conversation little, to uh, kick off the show. Little uh, tangent, but I think oh, it was interesting. It all it, and it all relates back yeah. to it, and people will write in and. Tell us and wrong. yell at me and tell me I'm a horrible yeah. feminist. Yeah, and... just you though, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like bypassing the guy here and just going right for you. I don't know. Um, <sighs> well, because again, we've been taught to be pitted against each I other. I guess so. That is a pill many people don't want to swallow. Hey, come at me. I'm okay with it. What was the person? Natalie was that her name? Nikki. I think Nikki? it was Nikki. I think it Who's was Lori. Nikki. Is that someone? No. No. I mean, okay. maybe, but okay. I'm, uh, not recently. Whatever. Come, come at me maybe if you Lori have problems. Maybe Lori was the bathroom lady. Your bathrooms are dirty. Oh, man. No. This is not. Oh, you know who Lori was? Lori was the who do you think you are. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lori's and Nikki's of the world. <laughs> come at me. I'm fine with it. I'll answer any questions, talk about anything. That's why I find this fascinating. I'm re- the difference is, is I'm actually ready to learn. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. And learn new things and Instead grow. Instead of just be- combative for the no what no i i hey i have my opinions other people have their opinions if my opinion changes because i learned something then great great. (laughs) whatever cool change how cheese tastes i don't know what people's problems are um okay so today we've got two movie reviews to go through um i as i said i saw ford versus ferrari v V ferrari Ferrari. and you saw the gentleman which is a movie that we hinted at um who wants to kick it off do you want me to go first you want to go first okay get the oscar buzz out of the way yeah um i mean right off the bat i was a little surprised at the end of this movie um that it was nominated that it was nominated um not because the movie was bad and i do want to i want to preface this i enjoyed the movie i had a great time um i love going to the screening room it was it was car um, movies are normally enjoyable yes it was it was i would i would take this as like oh it's like a light end of summer movie nice fall movie type of thing which is kind yeah. of a round way if you like out. true sports yes. stuff yeah if you like true stories if you like um nascar or any anything racing any car racing stuff this is a great movie with some great performances with some funny dialogue it actually reminded me a lot of um the tone 
of that movie American Made, which had Tom Cruise in it. And that was a little bit more of a serious movie but with interjecting humor. Right. But the way it moved quickly, the way they're trying to like show things, also based on a true story, it had that kind of like true story feel with some light comedy. So it very much reminded me of a of a, you know, maybe a 90s Oscar film yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Like how I felt with the Green Book. Yeah. We're like, yeah. very appropriate in the 90s, but appropriate like... Appropriate earlier. Yeah, a different 2020. time. Yeah. And I guess what I was surprised at is, is this movie was nominated for a lot. It was just nominated for Best Picture right. and a couple little random things, but like not Best Director, not Writing. Did Christian Bale get an acting no. or Matt Damon? No, neither of them did. So... That's kind of what surprised me. Like, why is this best picture? The only thing I can think of is like, nothing was spectacular, but as a whole, it was like good. Yeah, it was entertaining. Um, this movie really dives into the not quite the relationship, but the 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 back and forth between Christian Bale's character and Matt Damon's character. They're on opposing sort teams. of. So Matt Matt Damon is the one who's responsible for trying to pit these two cars against each other. The idea is, can we make a Ford that is as fast as a Ferrari? Can oh. can we do like that? That's his. That's basically his plan. That's what he has to do. Oh, okay. Christian Bale's a driver. Right. So Christian Bale is sort of, like, I guess, I don't know. I don't really understand car racing stuff, but I guess, like, drivers are more just, like, gunslingers for hire. Like, you just hire them and they do whatever. Right. So he actually... Drives a lot of different cars, and I, I don't really know. I, I can't remember, now that I think of it, I can't remember his connection to Matt Damon, but I'm pretty sure they meet near the beginning of the movie. Right. Like, I don't and think they like, know each other. I'm going to do this competition. Yeah. Drive the cars. Yeah, basically drive the cars. And Christian Bale is very much thinking this is not possible, given the time frame that's needed, given that it's a Ford engine. He knows a lot about cars. Matt Damon knows a bit about cars, but is more of a, like, entrepreneurial guy who's got money to throw around who has these ideas so it is very interesting in that standpoint i think the acting is superb in this movie i really liked christian bale i really like matt damon christian bale almost always gives a good of i've never seen a bad christian bale performance. yeah i don't know if i i really think there are some actors that are just you know what you're gonna get and it's always gonna be just good at bare minimum, it's good. Yeah. Um, and then and sometimes the best it's case more. scenario, it's Oscar worthy. Yeah, but <laughs> and, and that's Christian Bale. Yeah, and I think, I, I guess what surprised me most about this movie is I kind of kept waiting for something to happen that made me go, oh, okay, this scene or this moment really probably caught the attention right. of people voting. It never really happened. Um, not to say that there's nothing like the movie was. I I was. Fully engaged the entire Maybe movie. Maybe they threw it in as like a red herring. So like knowing that no one's going to vote <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, just like throw it in so there. So be like, yeah, we'll just round out the voting. I'm, But people like cars. Like I think. Oh, like, I, I think there's lots to enjoy about this movie. Rich even people if you don't love like cars. car racing. And, you know, I someone, another reviewer described it as like, this is this is the movie that you're like your uncle and dad will go to. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Like it's, it, it's, it's, um. It's very much uh, – it, like, doesn't bother anybody. It's kind of like the Jay Leno of movies. When he when Jay Leno was on, it's kind of like who Jimmy Fallon is now. It's going to appeal to the common denominator. It's going to appeal to the common denominator but doesn't push any envelopes. Like, unlike Jimmy Kimmel and, and you know, last week tonight, like, John Oliver and even uh, Stephen Colbert. They kind of push right. a little bit and they are clear as to what side they are on in the political spectrum. Jimmy Fallon is just – 
there to entertain people and like your parents love him and like that's that's yeah. it like he's not gonna go and this is what this movie is 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 it gonna push any boundaries no are you is there gonna be any hard lessons here no is this movie horribly offensive no like it's nothing it's not going to i can't even think bump. of like what the conflict oh he's not gonna get the ford car done in time well there's a there are huge financial stakes okay. that are outlined in the movie um, as well as, um, I mean, it is company based, so it's almost how, how much do you care about big corporations and money? But this is before it was like this was when things were starting to get big, but they're not right. as big as they are now. Right. So you know, it, it does have a bit of a it's a period piece in a way. Um, what but, time does the tape? When um, is it happening? The is it the late seventies, early eighties? I think. Okay. It was. They said the date's like right at the beginning of the movie. I just can't remember the exact date. But it definitely feels of a time as well. Right. Like it has that feeling throughout the whole movie. I think it, yeah, I think it was like the early 80s. I could see like sound mixing. Did it get nominated for sound I will have mixing? to check, but I don't think so because I'm, I'm pretty sure it was one of the movies where I went through being like, well, this is random. It's like there's nothing. Like there's there's no nominations for anything because I was looking for that. I was looking for like what's mm -hmm. the spotlight this year? We're like spotlight one best picture, but like nothing else right. and it's barely nominated. Um but Can Ford you imagine Ford if Ford V Ferrari wins this year? Oh, I Oh, I don't know. I what an upset! What, what that, an upset that, that would upset. be! But just like, but again, like way to pick a movie that like no one can really complain about because like there's nothing in here worth maybe even that's like their long, causing the a long thing. con. They're, yeah. They wanted to pick a movie that wasn't gonna make anyone angry, and whatever. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through the nominations. I don't see anything else for Ford versus Ferrari aside from Best Picture. Yeah, like not even like see see makeups and hairstylings and costume and stuff. The only reason why I would say it would have been like good for that is like it was a nice period piece and like it, yeah, yeah that looks well. like the late seventies early eighties. But like, but no. Pretty Women or sorry, Pretty Women, yeah, Little, Little women. women would be better because oh, of the oh sorry sound editing. Yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. So they did get a sound editing nomination. They did not get a sound mixing. I always think any movie that is gonna have like oh they did loud like loud noises oh so car like the, sounds like, yeah like them. the car sounds just like the space movies always get edited yes they always get nominated for sound editing yeah sound so mixing. they did get both so they have three nominations for the oscars they've got sound editing sound mixing and best picture and so the sound mixing and editing like like you got joker in 1917 once upon a time in hollywood rise of skywalker um at astra is in there. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. That that, that makes checks sense. Out. Yeah. I and I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they get their Oscar is in the sound stuff cuz the sound was great. Like it was great sound. Like it was you mixed hear well the cars visual. Yeah. Revving sure. And... Yeah, it was great. Um but yeah, that that's it for nominations for them. So yeah, I don't know. I I, I think all, all in all, I know this is like a very middle of the ground review, but this was a middle of the ground movie in my opinion. Like I'm basically giving it a Dream it, I guess, because it's just middle. Like, you don't have to run out to see this movie. This, to me, is exactly what should be on Fox in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. And you put it on, and you're you like, drop oh, in. yes. And it's just, oh, that was delightful. Yeah. You can, you drop in after a commercial break. You've missed the first 15 minutes. And you don't care because because <laughs> Matt Damon's got to do something, and Christian Bale's going to help him. That's and, all you need to know in that movie is happening. That's a good um, – yeah, that's our – 
just like my airplane category. Yes, right? this is drop in on a Sunday yeah. after a commercial break. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be a good airplane. Movie. Oh, absolutely, but but an enjoyable one. Yeah, it's like oh that that wasn't a waste of time. That was something to have on the background that got me through my flight. It was great. So that's exactly. why that's why I'm giving it a stream. It. I just don't think it was good enough to like run out and see it. But I definitely don't think that it was a, a bad movie. It was still a decent time. So for me, it's just a weird. Net. Just weird that it's nominated. Weird that it's nominated. If it hadn't been nominated for an Oscar, I would have probably just been leaving this theater being like, well, that was a fun movie. Like, I'm glad I, did, I at like, least I saw it. The reviews are that it's like a good movie. Yeah. But yeah. just being good isn't good enough. And it's nothing to like the saying nothing, nothing to, to write, write home, home about. about it's exactly this i if if i was like living away from home and like you you know you talk to your family whatever i don't think i'd mention i saw this movie because it just like happened like it's yeah. not it's not even worth getting upset about like there's nothing so yeah it's to, for me for uh versus ferrari is a stream it that doesn't mean don't see it it's it's a very positive stream it for yeah, me just take your time yeah take your time getting around yeah it. okay we got our first movie of 2020 Can you the gentleman it? i, I actually can't january 28th i actually can't believe it but here we are it was very good okay to the point where i'm surprised that they decided to release it in january how we've spoken on the show about how kind of winter time is a little bit um like it will not be an oscar contender it becomes now. a dumping ground for movies that that studios just don't have a lot of faith like to me it felt like a summer movie Mm. like a summer blockbuster Mm. like i would have like you know you could have seen it at the drive-in like you know like oh yeah like like it was a fun it was a really fun movie so um i don't know it's kind of surprising to me that it came out at the end of january um yeah january 24th 2020 is its official release date um I'm seeing if there's anything else here that talks about dates of the film. Because I would just be interested to see, like you're saying, yeah, did it did open it come out else? in England? Because Guy Ritchie's British, right? So, yes, he is, yeah. And it's a British movie. The only really American in the movie is Matthew McConaughey. Our good friend from Crazy Rich Asians makes an appearance. Oh, um, yes. What's his name? Um, the young, handsome man. Ah. Uh, gonna bother me until i find his name he plays um dry eye uh henry golding yeah yeah so he's in it um i don't think he's american i think he might be from like uh england or singapore let's find out Um, (laughs) i've got imdb over me might as well it's very much like a british production so it's it's a guy ritchie movie guy ritchie wrote directed and produced the film um if you're not a Guy Ritchie fan, this movie will not be for you. This isn't Aladdin Guy Ritchie. This isn't even um, this isn't even the man from Uncle Guy Ritchie. This is very much lock, stock, and two smoking barrels Guy Ritchie. Okay. Like back to his roots per se. I would definitely say it's a more um, it's definitely operating in kind of like a different world than yeah. his older movies were because his older movies were kind of like you know, they were like low level thugs, mm-hmm. kind of like this is definitely like operating in sort of like opulence, but in terms of like the writing, the action. Um, I'm glad it's not Aladdin Guy Ritchie. No. Because even mean, though I like that film better than I should have, he didn't do a good job directing I, it. <laughs> I shouldn't, I mean, I haven't seen Aladdin, but I can 
based on what I, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's Disney, what I'm trying to say is this is no yes. Disney. Yes, yeah. No so just to throw up, Malaysia is where okay. Henry Golding was born. Right. In case where anyone is um, interested. Interested. Or wants is, to accuse me of racism. Yes, that, that's where he was born. <laughs> um. So um, the movie has a lot of swearing. Um most prominently used is the C word. So people who are not comfortable with swears and the C word. Um, Apparently that's huge like in London oh, that's though, the and thing, England like, and stuff. Like that's just a word England they use. And in Australia. Yeah. They just use it in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a friend of mine was saying. So like to us it's shocking because like the C word is like one of the worst. Oh, it's like one of the worst ones you can yeah. say here. Yeah. Especially yeah. And like up there with the N word. Oh, for sure. So yeah. both of those words are used in this movie. Mm. I'm not a prude, and I would like to think I'm cultured enough that I realize that that's how they talk over there. Yeah. But for people who are not familiar with Guy Ritchie's work, yeah. they may find that really off-putting. Because that's like one of the major complaints about uh, Uncut Gems mm. was all the swears. And I'm thinking, like, but who's that... going to see yeah. these movies that, like... I can't believe that people are still hung up on swear words, but I guess that's my disclaimer for this one, considering all of the the backlash that Uncut Gems got for swears. Like, there's more swears and worse swears in this movie. It's very interesting to me that you, people would go into this movie not thinking that at least that would be there. I like mean, I, I hope. Yeah, like, I, I I even, I didn't see it, but I even I'm thinking, like, I wouldn't be shocked if that type of stuff is there, just knowing the director and knowing this film. But also, just a quick note, I want to go back quickly. Ford versus Ferrari was set in 1966. Oh. <laughs> so, Leave it to I the was off. Yeah, I was off by just over 10 years, so there That's you go. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out That's there before right. before someone asks me. Um, But... In this, I guess you still need to give people disclaimers because I saw some elder, like an elderly couple, go into this movie, and I'm like, do they know, like, what kind of could be huge Guy Ritchie fans? I guess, yeah, right. He's been making movies since the '90s. Someone put the again. I've I've just been watching a lot of things and talking to a lot of people recently. That's why I'm quoting people. Um, The best quote recently was about when people like get offended about reading something or tweets right. or something if uh it's like walking past a, a a board and it says like guitar lessons yeah and getting mad and calling the number saying like i don't want guitar lessons yeah. well then it's not for you and just keep walking yeah, like, just like if don't. you choose to see a movie if you choose to follow one if you choose to follow someone if you choose to read something know what you're getting yeah. like understand that guy Ritchie has a certain style and the trailers i i thought were very clear as to what this movie was like they don't, I don't think they're allowed to show swears and no, trailers, but, but it's gonna be pretty obvious. Like these are criminals. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey grows weed, and it's not like, like rated like PG. Like I'm sure it's got a PG thirteen. Bro, I think rating. I would think yeah, it would be yeah. a higher up yeah. rating. Um, it very much uses uh, Guy Ritchie is a fan of kind of um, sort of like unusual editing in the sense that. Often you see a scene and then it will and then you kind of move forward in time and then you might skip back to that original scene. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, yeah. he, his, he jumps. Yeah. His narrative is very much based on the kind of like jump cuts and how like you might receive information in one scene and then you receive 
more information about that event but from a different point of view of a character from a different way which I find very interesting um some people aren't a fan of that kind of I find it doesn't always work it you know, didn't it work depends. it didn't work in in uh little women yeah but in Guy Ritchie's movies because they're essentially capers like yeah. crime capers um and essentially they operate largely as like almost like mysteries yeah. in a way okay um i would say it works cuz you know you're you're kind of you're following along and you're trying to figure out i don't know like it's in a way even though it's a like a gangster movie there's still kind of in a way that those mysterious elements yeah. and you're trying to figure out like who's on whose side and who's betraying who and so by kind of jumping backward and forward in the timeline and giving us a little bit of information here and then more information there i think it adds i think guy Ritchie gives the audience a lot of credit to have them participate in the narrative that way like by piecing the story together definitely does not work all the time mm. i think it's definitely a specific genre of film yes because i use the example of memento right yeah. where as an audience for member, sure. you're also trying to piece the story together fits very well for yeah. memento yeah um so the fact that in this movie you're trying to piece things together um i think it works and there was some really great performances Charlie Hunnam gives like a he doesn't like blow you out of the water but he gives like a very solid performance. Mm. Colin Farrell gives a phenomenal performance. Like every time he's he steals the scene every time he's on camera. Um there was another actor who plays like a, another American. Um it's sort of Matthew McConaughey's American and then there's this other American who's trying to buy Matthew McConaughey's pot business. Um his delivery was just so deadpan, but they gave him a lot of comedic lines. And so, you know, when you have this very mm. serious deadpan guy delivering and like it is supposed to be anyways, it just really worked. Interesting. So um, I just from like start to finish thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I'm not like a huge Guy Ritchie fan. Like he wouldn't he's not like my favorite director or anything, but I think he gives some pretty solid work what studio is do you do you happen to remember what studio this no was? no okay oh maybe miramax i think it was miramax Miramax. okay i was just wondering because i i'm still trying to understand why guy Ritchie directed aladdin and normally it's so it's, if you make us aladdin we'll you will make you, you make. your thing whatever but this thing is, is miramax is, but not, so yeah. unless disney owns miramax they don't, I, can't. I don't think so but he did produce this movie so maybe mm, he maybe thought, took the money yeah the paycheck i'm getting yeah. from Aladdin. this yeah i'll go now make a movie yeah i wish he took that money and made a sequel to the man from uncle oh i love that movie you me and aaron Shewers are like the only three people in the world who love such it. an underrated movie like i people i don't know what you could have a problem with that movie it was know, so it was much so fun it was great great acting performances by one everybody. of the critiques i saw was that the gadgets were too 1960s. I'm like, this takes place in 1960s Cold War. It takes place in the 60s. Like, of course they're going to be, like, <laughs> like retro <what>? gadgets. <laughs> they're like, oh, it was too stylized. I'm like, oh, my gosh. What, do you want to watch? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Like, it is if you too stylized. Watch, watch a new Bond movie. Yeah, like, like, what watch... are you talking about? Anyways, but... Yeah, Man from Uncle's great. There's a scene where they're in a Miramax, because the movie is a little bit like i don't know they they don't break the third wall 
But essentially one of the characters is telling this story, which you're like watching through the course of the movie. Um, and he's trying to pitch it eventually. He is trying to pitch that story to a movie director mm. or a movie producer at one point. Yeah. And so there, he's in the office of Miramax and they have a man from Uncle Poster in the <laughs> office. So I'm like, is this an Easter egg? Am I going to get a sequel? That's just an aside. I Because again, wish. you, me, and Aaron Shewers, they're the only people who have apparently seen this movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So for me, it's a see it. Go see it in theaters. If you're looking for... You know, a fun midwinter movie where you just need to, I don't know. It's not, to me, it's not even escapism. Because, again, I think Guy Ritchie gives the audience enough credit that, um, to participate in the narrative. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't know what kind of reviews it's getting. Um, Neither do I, but it's it's refreshing to hear you say that, that a movie that opens now in this time frame is actually, like, worth seeing. Like, I think me, it's definitely worth seeing. I think it's not like it's not an Oscar movie, no. which is kind of annoying because I think the writing was just as interesting as a Tarantino movie, yet it probably won't. That's like what annoys me is that Tarantino has this like aura about him. Yes, he does. That yeah. when he releases a script, it's automatically considered for an award. Where I think Guy Ritchie has been working just as long and his scripts are just as unique and interesting. Yeah. And most likely, this script will not be recognized for best original oh, screenplay. And, no, and it, especially where it came out and, and that type of thing. And, and it's weird because to me, like, just like with a lot of the things we pointed out, like, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is nominated for four or five too many things. Like, yeah. uh, there was a couple nominations I would have given it. But otherwise, it's just like, why is it nominated for almost everything? Like, the dialogue in this movie... Very quick, very yeah. witty, like yeah. rapid fire. Um, and like just the fact that, again, with sort of like mysteries, um, it takes a lot. That's like a lot of it's an original story. That's like he didn't base that on a true story. Yeah. He had to dream up all of those twists and turns. And it's frustrating that. Yeah. Like was Knives Out nominated for Best Original Screenplay? Knives Out was nominated for a lot, and I believe screenplay and was deservedly. One of them. Um, oh yeah, did I tell you I finally saw it? And what did you think? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was Knives great. Out was fantastic. I I really enjoyed it. So here, well a third little bonus review. Um, yeah, I w- loved it. I thought the twists and turns were great. I thought everything about it was fantastic. Um, I, I probably enjoyed. Yeah, Knives Out's nominated for okay. original screenplay. So if Knives Out is nominated for best original screenplay. In my mind, this movie hmm. is a contender. Would it be contender as well? As well. But, um, and I would say I enjoyed, I really enjoyed Knives Out, and I enjoyed this just as about wow. as much as I enjoyed Knives Out. Wow, okay. In That's terms of like, it is a good movie going experience. Um, maybe I'm cra- maybe I'm taking crazy pills. I'm probably gonna go home and read all the reviews saying it's like. Guy Ritchie's worst movie, but uh, <laughs> no, they I also. Think, I think people have said like he's back. You know, I, I think I don't know, he are. But I, I again, I don't think I I've thought seen he was much. back with the Man from Uncle. But what do I know? So. Yeah, I thought Man from Uncle was great. <laughs> yeah, and and I really did. That's good for you to say that that, it, that it's on par with Knives Out because like I really enjoyed Knives Out and I was really entertained the whole time and I and I love the world that they kind of built yeah. within that family and I thought that was a great it, people always saying they're like we want original stuff more original stuff then go see it because yeah, Knives go. Out and, and apparently the gentleman like the, this is original stuff and I think if you if people aren't really familiar with Guy Ritchie's work 
Um, I would compare it to um, those spy movies that have come out recently with Taron Edgerton. Oh, um, yes. Also, the (laughs) what am I saying? I wanted to say the Golden Circle, but that's the name of of the second one. But it's um, uh, I can't believe I love these movies. But so it's that similar Kingsman, the Kingsman. So if you're not kind of familiar with sort of this genre of British filmmaking per se. Yeah. If you kind of like that crass, sort of sometimes a little bit dirty, yeah. like very witty, very quick. If you like The Kingsman, you'd probably like this. There you go. And then maybe you'll explore some of his older movies and find a new director yeah. that you like. Um, But that would kind of be the movie that in terms of like tone and style, I would say it's closest to. Okay. Is the Kingsman. Kingsman. Um, because again, like very funny. Even though people are, they're gang, they're like horrible criminals, but it's still wicked funny. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, yeah, that type of the stuff. The writing can be. is smart. Yeah. So for me, it's definitely a see it for there sure, and a see it for Knives Out. Yeah, definitely a see it for me for Knives Out. I I really thought it was great, and the performances were fantastic, and just the the um the wit of the writing, like the even some of the character traits, like the 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 sort of a uh, housekeeper maid who's uh, you know part of the central point of it the, the interesting traits of her yeah. uh, how she can't really lie and and why and th- those types of things were unexpected delights in that quirky movie. and fun yeah like that's that's how i describe knives i was like there's a lot of unexpected things and it's all fun and, yeah. and really interesting so great so there you go that's the gentleman is a see it Ford versus Ferrari set in 1966 is a stream it. And then I'm also giving Knives Out a, a see it, even though we did as a show anyway. Um, but a shout out to that. Um, you do have um, uh, some wedding update for us. So why don't we... Just uh, a little one. Just a little one. So, well, let's let's play that uh, funky music and get into the update. The wedding had to be fun. You Get the decorations, together. families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? How could you not have a good time eating crab cakes? cakes. I love them. And They're you have a band? Did you have a band? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the Get air. Shout. Yeah. Hey, a little bit oh, 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 hey, hey, Shout now. Jump up and shout now. It's now time for a Taylor and Dan wedding update. Here's Taylor. So I met with my friend Annie, who is a very talented watercolorist. And Annie is graciously going to design and make my invitations. Ooh. So she'll she's great. She's going to send it off to the printer. And she's going to oh. order the envelopes. And she's going to address all the envelopes oh, for nice. me. So, um, yeah, definitely um, make use of your talented friends. But my advice is always pay your talented friends. Yeah. Because often we were you and I, you more so than me, are involved in the arts world. Mm-hmm. But there's this little saying in the arts world, you know, make sure you pay the artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because often um, the general public don't realize that. Um, I don't know. I think the general public undervalue the work of creative oh, people. Oh, for sure. Without and a doubt. And so often, you know, you're like, oh, well, my friend can design this for me they can design this tattoo for me and like whatever it's only you know it's only a tattoo when really that could have taken a whole afternoon of work 
And even if you're paying the minimum wage, which you shouldn't be, you know, yeah. So it just shows the value, right? You're showing the value for the work that they're yeah. doing and it's contributing. And, and it's, I don't know, I always think that, especially when you're, when you're working with not just artists, but artists who you know and your friends, like make it a financial transaction. It just makes for things sure. cleaner. We, yes, we're friends. Yes, we're buddies. But here, it's a financial I'm transaction. Hiring I'm, I'm hiring you. you I'm service. valuing you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm all high and mighty, but like I just see it too often where yeah. um, people in the arts community are expected to do a lot of things pro bono. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's like, well, you wouldn't ask an accountant no. to do your taxes for free. No. So why would you ask your friend to make like an invitation suite? Yeah, anyways, so yeah. um, Annie and then because Annie's so wonderful, she's also going to do my hair at my wedding. Oh, great. There you go. Read, Two for one. <laughs> and read at mass. There you so go. So really, Annie is just getting um, dog-eared for a lot of things. But she's so talented and she's so great. So um, my suggestion, again, make use of your friends. But obviously, compensate them for yeah, their time. Because yeah. you don't want to be that dick who – No. Like, especially when you look at, like, how much those things retail for and then to, like – ask for for free like oh my gosh like that's crummy so anyways that is kind of the biggest wedding update is that annie will be doing my invitations and that's locked in um and now really it's just slowly but surely doing the you know all of the kind of the small fun things and the the next couple of months i'm sure will go very fast like once you get past february and and march Things, yeah, once winter's over. Yeah, things speed up real quickly, oh, and then suddenly sure. it's the fall, and you're like ready to go. You're so, like, oh shit, I'm getting yeah. married in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I have a good friend from grad school and a good friend from high school also getting married this year. So um, there's a bachelor, a bachelorette in July, a bachelorette in August. Wow. Um, a wedding in August, a wedding in September, and then my wedding. So really, it's just... This seems to happen with groups of people, though, because the second of my friends who got married mm-hmm. last year, he he and his, his now wife said they went to four or five weddings that summer leading up to theirs. Like, almost every weekend, they're We're at a wedding. We're of the age, so Yeah, that, that is really it. You're of the age that as people just start getting married around yeah. this time. So, like, it, it's just And then, snowballs. like, within two years, it's babies. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So, um, it's going to be a fun summer, but an expensive summer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking as someone who spent this summer spending money, and not getting married, but still just attending and being part yep, of things. Yeah, buying gifts. But yeah, buying gifts and 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 uh, you know, I was uh, the best man in one, and hey, it was great. But you know, paying for the bachelor yeah. party and you know, doing a lot of stuff around that, and it was all fun. And I don't regret any of it. But it's costly; it adds up. So you just have to prepare for that. Luckily, I was able to prepare. I right. knew it Saving. was coming, so you save for but it and you prepare. And yet another reason why. We'll be happy to take any endorsements for this show. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. kid. Yeah. I always kid. But All sponsorship of, goes speaking towards. Speaking of p- paying the artists. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are grateful for our connection with the screening room. They've mm-hmm. been wonderful They've been great. Us, They've been great. So. And we've got great fans. And they usually ask us great questions or challenge our morality. But all's great. Oh, uh, yeah. It's I'm all I'm fine great. with both, frankly. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually serious when I say write in with any question. I don't care. Call we'll me whatever you deets. want. Yeah. I read. I read. 
the full question. I don't censor any of it, so <laughs> send it in. Let's I look go. over his shoulder. I can tell you. He reads everything. I'm not going to cut anything out. But what is the – you? we didn't – because we didn't have fan questions today. Oh, give all the details. Yeah, yes, like of course. The... Um, so, yes, if you do want to contribute to this show, you can email us anytime at screeningandkingston at gmail.com. So that's just screening in in kingston at gmail.com also if you want to receive the direct link to enter our oscars pool just yeah. send us an email but it is available on our social media speaking of which screening in kingston we have a facebook page we have an instagram page we have a twitter account send us a direct message sometimes people do that or just comment on a post carrier ask a pigeon question, whatever you want we you i guess get you could mail the station too if you, you could to. you could mail cfrc <laughs> in care of <laughs> screening in kingston and that would also get us some some information yeah, but yeah. yeah i mean we're we're always happy to to answer fan questions so anytime you have them and and definitely do not forget to enter our Oscars pool now available. Again, the link is just uh, because I used a free website um, service. It's it's a, it's a very long link, but that's why we post it on social media. We will again every week leading up to because you have until next Friday to enter that. I, I close it off the Friday before the Oscars. So I think that's the 7th. I want to say this is the 7th of February is the Friday before Sounds the Oscars. Sounds relatively yeah. right. Well, because we thought the Oscars like they normally were. Or we're later in the, the month. They're normally at the mess. end of February, but it's February 9th. Yeah. And the, the Super Bowl's this weekend. Hey, did we get an invite from the screening room yet? I didn't say anything to them, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't message them. I didn't ask they're still doing it again, so we're that's just, on me. Uh, whatever scraps they'll give us, we'll take. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, please invite us to your Oscars party. We, <laughs> we are desperate and alone. <laughs> we're lonely. No, we're um, great. Yeah, so anyway, that's pretty much it. I think we're pretty much at the end of the uh, episode. Here we are. Yeah, the uh, typical awkward ending for us. But we <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, too. We started out strong. We started out real strong with a great conversation, and then this episode just degraded after the reviews ended. This past 10 minutes, I don't even know what we talked about. Yeah, it sounds about right for your, us. Your wedding update. Yeah. And then that's it. We haven't yeah. done anything else. We well, anyway. cut it off then. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Go see some movies. <laughs>